Again, fish around, find out. We got us some new microphones. Oh yeah, these look like Will hooked it up. Like sex toys, you dude. look, you look like <laughs> Tupac. I'm a hype man. Hype man. I don't know. Looks like I'm about to wand something. No, but you can't hold it too far from your face. Oh. There you go. I got a choke on it. That's right. That's exactly right. That's why Will bought him because he just wants to watch. Him. You, just, hold you him. just want to watch, don't you? Oh jeez. <laughs> But anyway, back they sound, again. They sound good. They do sound good. Yeah. We already did some testing on them. They sound good. I tested it. But back again, another week. Fish around and find out. Oh, Fish geez. Tackle Marine, Austin Highway, Will Laws. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Will. Mikey G couldn't make it this <clears throat> week. I but think we're still he, repping him. Yeah, he's out buying another property or something like that, know. you know. He's a millionaire. Trying to move out of the valley. Nah, he's always he's going to be valley no matter what. He is. And that's a drinking Jim Beam, which is even a plus. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, Mikey G, A Screen Graphics, and his lodge down at Falcon, Casa Pescador. Always appreciate everything he does for the uh, for the podcast all the time and the whiskey he brings. So, um, last call guide service. We've been we've been hitting it up at the coast the last few weekends, so it's been all right. But other than that, man, we missed last week, so back again this week. We're gonna come strong and see what we got. Yeah. What did you do last weekend? Dude, last weekend we had the Mayak Boat Owners Tournament. How'd that go? Friggin' terrible. Why? Oh, dude. I bet we drove that boat 100 miles. Let me hear the shit show. Let's I, hear it. Dude, it was a shit show. <laughs> Let me hear it, At dude. some point, at about noon, my wife was like, what in the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, like, seriously, what is going on here? We go, She's like, we always come out here. We got a friggin' game plan, and we never stick to it. And I'm like, well, that's tournament fishing. Yeah. You don't ever stick to the game plan, you know? But no, dude, we, uh, we fished on Thursday, pre-fished, caught some fish. It was good. And it just blew Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Water was dirty. It just, it was rough. And... You know, we just didn't have them pinpointed good enough to do any good, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. But the great, th- what the, here's the coolest part about the Mayak Bone Owners Tournament. And if anybody wants to do some kind of tournament, some kind of owner's tournament or product tournament, the way they run their tournament is so legit. And what I like about it is, no, you don't have to catch fish to have a chance to win. So they give away a brand new boat every year. That's the fir- that's the prize. So how do you not catch fish and win? So, well, and they do this because, let's face it, anybody that owns a Mayak is allowed to fish. So you got guys that fish professionally that are fishing in this tournament against you. Mm-hmm. They have family division, they have an open division, and they have a pro division. Family division, everybody on the boat has to be family, either husband, wife, daughter, or husband you know married spouse that has to be direct relation like you can't be like oh my second cousin from no it don't don't work like that come on now so anyway so that's your family division open division is just four anglers anybody that wants to fish together so you will mikey g whatever unfortunately ever since i got my captain's license i have to fish in the pro division now even though I'm not a professional by no means, but what are you talking? you're the best guy. Yeah, the whatever. Oh, yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, but anyway, so and then so it's broken up in the three divisions. But the way the boat works 
is everybody that pays the $125 to enter the tournament automatically gets like three raffle tickets to write their name on and put in the boat drawing. For $125. For $125. I need to be a fucking Mayak boat. No, no, seriously. So check this out. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you catch a fish or not. You have a chance to win the boat. Now, the way they incorporate the tournament into it is for every pound of fish you catch, you get another ticket. So like the stringer was two redfish and a trout. My team, we had nine pounds for our two reds. We ended up not catching a trout, but we had like nine pounds. So everybody on the team got nine more tickets to put in. I th- it, those numbers aren't exact, but that's the so gist of it. So there's a team. You can have up to four people on your team. Okay. I got you now. Yeah. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm a fucking moron, dude. No, 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 you're good. So on your team, whether you're in the family division, the open division, the pro division, you can have up to four people. The way you just spit into that ball right now. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. But anyway, so they they do an unbelievable job, and that's what I like about it, is a lot of other owners' tournaments, it doesn't matter, freshwater, saltwater, boat owners' tournaments, the person who wins the boat is the person who wins the tournament. Well, in that case, you're limiting the people who actually have a chance of winning the boat to like 20% of the people that actually join the tournament. You know, Joe Blow and his family that just like to go down on the, you know, a couple of times a year, but he's got a Mayak. He's never going to beat the pro guys. Yeah, that's true. So they do it all on a big, they've got the big friggin' twirly bingo wheel thing with all the tickets in there. And of course they give away a ton of door prizes. They feed you both nights. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really legit deal. I think this is the 12th or 13th year that they've had it, but no, it's a lot of fun. And that's what I like about it is everybody's got a chance. In fact, somebody I know, um, a friend of mine, Dustin, his wife, KJ, she actually got in the boat. All right. So here's how the boat draw works. At the end of the tournament, once they've announced the winners and everything of the tournament, they draw 10 tickets out of the thing. And those 10 people go sit inside the boat. Oh, and then they start drawing tickets. And as they draw them, you come out. Oh, yeah. So once you get in the boat, you got a 10% chance of winning. And then everybody that goes out, and uh, the girl, KJ, she ended up the third person left. Ah. So it was pretty cool knowing somebody that was in the boat, you know. But, but no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we always have a great time. We do it every year. So, but, yeah, they uh, they do a good job, a really good job. So. Like, I mean, just because you own a, a Mayak, you know, that's badass that they put on a show like that. Yeah, and, and, like- and Mayak is a corpus company, and it's – held in port aransas right there yeah so i mean dude there's people that make weekends or weeks out of it like they schedule their vacation and it's always good because it's usually like the first or second weekend of august so they right before the kids go back to school you know it's it's a lot of fun but yeah we uh we have a lot of fun in fact at the owners tournament five years ago that's actually where i proposed See, now that's a fishy story. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, it is cute, right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, so we did that and that that was a lot of fun. But uh, I know you and I were just talking off the air, man. This is kind of a low key night for us. We don't have a guest or anything, but just kind of catching up on everything that's been going down in your life, my life, and a little bit in the fishing world. But let's hear about your life. 
my life. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Dude, just work and guiding on the weekends, man. It's been busy. It's been busy the last month or so. You and I were just talking. Your boat's still down, so you've been kind of. Uh, That's why I haven't been fishing, man. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. So that axle right, went out, so. Right now, it's just uh, work and uh, giving out unicorns and hand jobs, man. That's what it's about right now in Joe's world, just working. Yeah, that's right. We all got to work. We got to work to pay them bills. I'm sorry. I'm being bad. bad. Nah, dude, you're all right, I'm man. I'm on a good one today. I feel like, <laughs> I feel well, like a podcast in my veins. Today. Hey, I will tell you this. I know it sounds crazy because it's summertime, but if there ever was a time for your boat to be down as a bass fisherman, August ain't a bad time. Well, dude, I, it's okay. hot, bro. Me and Mike G, we went down, what, two weeks ago? I think so, yeah. Three, four weeks ago to choke, and it was brutally hot. Small fish everywhere, brutally hot. And when I got out the water, and normally I'm down, that day I was wiped out, dude. I was like, I, I know. It was two o'clock, and I was like, dude, let's take it to the barn. I'm like, just take it to the house, man. Yeah. It's too damn hot. No, I know. And that's like, even this past weekend, you know, fishing that tournament, we were wade fishing, and wade fishing's nice because you're in the water, so you stay a little bit cooler. Hmm. But, dude, it drains you. Yeah. walking and walking and walking and then friggin' trudging through the mud and everything else. By the end of the weekend, like I got home, I woke up Monday morning. I was like sore, mm-hmm. like my thighs. And I'm like, God dang, dude, <laughs> I ain't built for this. I'm overweight and out of shape. <laughs> About to have a damn heart attack. Fishing. I, I know. <laughs> I know. But no, it, it definitely was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, man. So as far as that coming up, uh, uh, let's see. Saltwater side, got a few things coming up. Uh, the Professional Red Fli- Redfish League Excalibur Tour, they've got their last tournament of the year coming up in Louisiana. I think Homa. Homa or Delacro. Not 100% sure. But... So I watched that Delacro on TV the other day. Right? Yes. Oh, dude, that's a fishery. Yeah, oh, dude. That is a fishery I want to go try out for sure. Like, if money wasn't an option, dude, I would consider retiring to Louisiana. Oh, yeah. The fishing down there is phenomenal. unbelievable. It's phenomenal, man. Unbelievable. But, yeah, so we got that coming up in the saltwater world. Uh, let's see. 5D Steakhouse down in Port O'Connor. They just announced the date for their redfish roundup that they do every year. That's a real cool deal. It's a it's a redfish tournament. Uh, Ten grand to win. But all the money that is raised goes to a thing called Warriors Weekend. They do it in Port O'Connor every year. They fly in, bus in, drive in warriors from all across the United States. And uh, I want to say there's five or 600 of them they bring in. And guys volunteer. All you do is volunteer your boat and your time. They give you bait. They give you, and you take warriors out fishing for the day. So we do that. We do that every year too down in Port O'Connor. So all the money they raise goes to that. And, uh, and that's, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. That's badass. It is. It, it, it's real legit. And that's what was so cool about, like, the Mayak deal, uh, you know, just to give a couple, like, shout-outs to the people that helped that thing go on. Like the, uh, you know, of course, us here in uh, us here in the bass world, you know, we're all familiar with uh, y'all guys, you know, see the Army Bass Anglers. Yeah. Well, they and I know a couple of guys in our club are members with that. I think Jeff and a couple other guys. Yeah, Jeff was, and then uh, he was in the club. I forgot his name. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But but not only do they so they have the the Army Bass Anglers, 
Well, they have a saltwater deal too, the Army Redfish Anglers. Mm. So the Army Redfish Anglers, they put on a big red pot every year sponsored by BioBore. So Army Redfish Anglers, those guys help put that tournament on. Um, Todd Wilson with uh, Laguna Madre Tournament Company, he runs the whole deal, brings all the scales. He's got the trailer with the stage, you know, like fishing bass champs. Okay. You know, he's got it all set up with the, the water tanks and everything. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of those people. Uh, Nino with Redtail Republic sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Those are legit. He's out of Corpus. He's one of the big sponsors. I mean, Ron Hoover and Premier Yamaha and wet sounds, flashlights. I mean, there's, the list goes on, but they have a lot of really awesome sponsors, goodie bags they put together for everybody. And it's, it's a first class, it's a first rate tournament, hands down for $125. That's not bad. Yeah. You're going to do it? I do it every year. Awesome. awesome. Every year. Look at you. I kind of have to. Yeah, right. I got engaged there. Hell yeah. <laughs> what else is going on? We had Elite, went to Amistad. Yeah, Elite went to Amistad. They also had that South Texas shootout thing I, I saw. Is that like a new series? It is. It's it's a, it's the local a local people that put it together, but it's just a, a two-man team deal. They're, they have five tournaments. July, August, September, October, November, just one a month, two-man teams. I think it's $150 entry. But, yeah, just a little team deal because there ain't a bunch going on in this time yeah. of year for tournaments and stuff. So uh, I think the first tournament in July, they had 40-something, 43, 44 boats. I think they had 34 or 35 boats this last tournament in August. So, I mean, they're getting a good turn- turnout. A couple guys from the club got second. Mike McCoon and Logan, they yeah. got second, had 16 pounds. I so, think what did Elite have for two days? 16? 18? No. The Westalls had 20, oh, so 21. For two days? For two days. Yeah. Dude, it's tough. Man. But was that five fish or three? Five. Still Red, doing? Red Wheel, five? It was three? Oh, yeah, was Elite three. goes to three, I thought, during the summer, like July. Or at least they used to. Who knows? But Who it was 20-something. Yeah, 20-something. Back-to-back wins for the Westall. Tim Westall and Greg Westall Sr. That's good, man. Yeah. I'm happy with that, man. But we got some other bass tournaments coming up in the out Del Rio way. We've got the – what do we got coming up? The border bass? Uh, that's not till November. November 11th, the Rudy's, the yeah. border bass battle. Um the next big one I know of is the Permian Bass Club puts on that SIT Invitational, oh, okay, the yeah, two-day. Yeah. That is in September, so that's coming up. And then in October, Two Guys Marine does their big fall open every year. That's ten grand to win. Yeah, the SITs ten grand. The uh, yeah, the Permian's ten grand. Two Guys Marine is ten grand. So, and then of course, the city tournament. What going back to choke? Yeah. Hmm. I think. Yeah. City tournament will be going back to choke. And then, uh, yeah, the border bass battle in November. So, Will, is there anything else coming up? Have you heard of anything up a little more central, like LBJ, Buchanan? Are those guys up there doing anything? I just heard a small thing going up there. Nothing really. Yeah, like I know I saw on uh, Texas Fishing Forum – a few like just little like jackpot deals, you know, nothing, nothing crazy or nothing real uh, robust like this mic. But, bro, that 
These mics are robust, dude. <laughs> dude, look at the head on this thing. Dude, these I don't know if I'm either talking to it or jerking off. Hey, but but all I know is, like, no doubt, the, the people, of course, they can't see the microphones because we don't record. But, dude, the, the, the sound quality's got to get better. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, we sound like a bunch of hacks on here half no, the time. No, we don't, dude. Yes, we do. We're amazing. Very, We're, very professionally <laughs> unprofessional. <laughs> We're just, we need to be on the radio at least. Yeah. Billy Madison, dude. Oh. That's that's my goal. Take over. No doubt. On the fishing side. Billy Madison. <laughs> Instead of Billy Madison, you can be Billy Bass. Right. Take me to the rib. Like but, the fish. <laughs> but there is some there is some stuff we gotta talk about. The new the new law, the new uh what is it catch that I don't know. The, the bitch fish thing that happened. Oh, Mikey G's yeah. big bitch fish, the speckled trout. Yeah. So uh, the law in Texas, well, at least southern Texas, it did not include Houston. Mm. Houston, all the way over to the Louisiana border, they never changed because they got a lot more fish up there and they didn't get hit by the freeze mm-hmm. the way the south did. But the law used to be five fish per day. 15, five trout per day, 15 to 25 inches. One of those fish could be over 25 inches. One of your five could be over 25. Well, after Snowmageddon back in 2020, they changed it to three fish a day, 17 to 23 inches. You were not allowed to keep a big over because they were trying to get a couple years of good spawns and population back up and stuff. Well, that's been two years now they've had that rule. And starting September 1st, when everybody's new hunting and fishing license kicks in, you know, because those expire August 31st. So when everybody's new fishing license kicks in September 1st, it is going back to the old law for the southern Texas. So five fish per day per person, one can be over 25. So, I mean, that's good. I don't know what all goes into making those decisions, you know, but I'm guessing... I'm guessing Texas Parks and Wildlife saw enough in their shock studies and gill net studies and stuff to think that the fishery was ready to to handle that again. So, well, that's good. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like a big issue down there. Well, you know, it is a big issue. And then the other thing too, I think a lot of people. The reason I'm happy it went back to an extent, I think I'm not real happy with the 15 to 25 deal. Mm-hmm. I really would have liked to seen like 15 to 20 kind of put a, a smaller slot on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, still have your one that you can keep, but that way all those meat hunters that go down there, 15 to 20, you can catch your little ones, get them quick, put them in the ice chest, and then you're not there killing a bunch of other fish. Yeah. But the one thing I was kind of excited about knowing that the uh, limit was going back is I feel people aren't very trusting when it comes to government. Yeah. Like I've heard a couple of people mention, like, once the government takes it, you're never getting it back. Right. And I'm kind of glad they went back. Like, yeah. they, they they stuck to their word, said, hey, we're going to do this for two years. We're going to re help replenish the population and stuff a little bit. And then we're going to go back to where it was. So I, I think and they did and they stuck to their word. So I got to give them some props for that for sure. That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to see it, man. I, I got to get down to the coast. I want to try to transition, dude. Honestly, I want to try to get back to like, well, not get back, but like get into red fishing. Yeah, no, I mean, it, 
to me, it, it's just a perfect transition because, you know, we hit the bass circuit so hard from January to April, which don't get me wrong, chasing the big trophy trout and stuff. That's when you want to do it. If you're interested in catching the big 30 inch trout and stuff, that's when you want to do it. February, March, April. Yeah. But it's a perfect transition for me because when I'm down at the coast, May, June, July, August, there's not much going on in the bass world. Yeah. There's no big tournaments. There's no, you know, I mean, yeah, there's the club and stuff like that, which, you know, I'd always love to fish more, but it's kind of like, you know, I'm not missing any of the big stuff, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So to me, you, you can do both. Yeah, that's true. Well, you can do both. <laughs> I'm too damn busy now. So. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. And dude, like, I, I wonder, like, wh- where's the best spots, dude, when you go to the coast? Because like, I've seen, uh, like, when you cross over the bridge, what is that, Packery Channel? Yeah, right. Packery. And then you got Mustang Island and then Port Ape, right? Well, Fish Pass. Is Fish Pass any good? Because I've been wanting to, like, I'm not going to lie, I've been wanting to go over there and try to fish before. Dude, I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> if I had to fish anywhere down there mm. and I did not have a boat, right? Mm. Don't have a boat. I just had to go drive to wherever I could go and walk. Dude, I would probably spend most of my time fishing the surf. Yeah. Really? First thing in the morning, catch them trout and reds up shallow. And then, yeah, as the people come out and stuff, you got to kind of, you know, give way because there's so many of them. But someone like you, you know, you're a family man. You got kids. When you go down there with the family, you're probably not sneaking away for all day to go fishing anyway. But you can get up and go fish from 6 to 9 or 6 to 10 and then go back up and pick up the family and go to the beach. Yeah, that's true. So to me, the surf just gives you everything. You know, like I know a bunch of guys fish the surf and they'll take a couple of one of their big rods, put a big chunk of bait on it, cast it out there, stick it in the rod holder, you know, try to catch big shark or big bull red or big jack or something. But while that bait's just sitting out there, then they just grab their little seven foot medium heavy bass rod and, a, you know, a little down south lure tail and a jig head or something and they'll just walk up and down the beach right there just casting into the gut and stuff and it's it's easy fishing you can drive there with the truck and the and you there's a lot of fish out there in the surf yeah bunch of fish and if you want to catch it just take shrimp yeah everything everything eats shrimp i'm not gonna lie to you when i went yeah i had gauge Mm. There there was a guy next to us and he was catching small fish, dude, like probably like ten fish. Or but something. he was catching fish. But he was catching fish, right? Gage looks at me. How come you can't be like that? Yes. The most, like, defeated I felt in a while. So, <laughs> I took my last two guide trips that I took were specifically for kids. Hmm. They were families that wanted to take the kids out fishing, and one of them, I had two kids. They were both. One was seven and one was four, young. Mm. And we went fishing and we started that morning throwing shrimp, stuff like that. Then we ended up transitioning over and throwing some cut bait for redfish and stuff. And we caught a few redfish and whatnot. But it's so funny, those little kids, they get more fun out of watching the bobber go under by some hardhead that they could care less about catching fish to put in the box to take home like one of them like we were catching those skipjack that jump out of the water and go all crazy Mm -hmm. we caught a little uh 
We caught like a little 25 inch bonnet head shark. Dude, that little four year old thought we had jaws in the boat. You know, (laughs) it's crazy. But like the kids look at you and they go, Hey, uh, they, they were calling me, Mr. Josh, Mr. Josh, Mr. Josh. When, when can we go catch some more of those jumping fish? Like they didn't care about the trout and the redfish. They wanted to go catch those skipjack that jump out of the water and all that. And so when it comes to kids, man, it's all about just catching fish. Yeah. It really is. That's why I just like you were talking about the guy next to you at the coast. If I know I'm going to have kids on the boat, there's going to be shrimp on the boat because <laughs> it gets bit no matter what. Yeah. I got to take shrimp next time. Yeah. I got to get in there, dude. I got to get in there, dude. And yeah, out. absolutely. But. Hopefully soon. We're getting there. Yeah. Winter, you know, fall's coming. That'll help a lot. Dude, it's hard to get excited when I get in my truck every day to leave work and it says 107, 109. It said 111 today. That shit sucks. And I'm sitting here going, I'm supposed to get out on the water till 4 o'clock grinding in these tournaments, and it's just like. Well, that's why I give it up to the guides, man. You see it all the time at Browning and Calaveras and down the coast. And, you know, you got Clinton out of Choke doing crappie trips, dude. Like, I give it to him, dude. Always out there. No, they do. It's a grind. And didn't you go to the coast and, like, catch some bull reds? Some big Who? Bull? You. Yes. How yeah. Let's hear about <laughs> it was that nuts, shit, dude. dude. It was nuts. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take our first break, actually, because we're running out of time. And then we'll come back on and I'll tell you about the bull reds. All right. All right. Like I can walk around. I well, we're we're recording now, so that's well, good. <laughs> hey, these mics are badass. Did I tell you? Uh, no, they are. No, Will Will hooked it up with these mics. So I can walk around the store now. Talk about all these rods. We got some buzzcats. We got thirteen fishing. We got dead rigs. We got missile baits. We got rods, reels. Hey, what about them swim baits over there? He's got a couple of them Chad shads sitting up on the front. We got some river seed S waivers. We got some. Some six cent swim baits. I don't even know what the hell those are called because they got so damn many of them. We got some KGB Spro swim baits. That's Chad, you, Chad. Oh, I'm sorry, Glide baits. My bad. That's a Glider. Big connoisseur. I don't want to piss anybody the off. The Glider. Glider. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a Glide. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we got some jigs. Hey, but Will's been rearranging the store since we came in here last and recorded. I'm telling you, bro. I'm gonna get, if a blind man came in here, he'd be fucked. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. Every, every time, every time I walk in this bitch, something's different. Something's different dude. I tell you what. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Let's get back to the bull reds. All right. Man. No. Topic. No. So anyway, Joe. In, dude. No, I know. I know you were talking about Facebook and stuff because we were posting some pictures and. We gotta get some chairs next. Yeah, I'm chairs. Busting my ass on this goddamn chair. Come on. So. There you go. We about to make a casting <laughs> casting couch. <laughs> That's what we need to do. <laughs> well, yeah. How are we going to try out these rods if we can't cast? Tell you what. That's right. Okay, my bad. I'll no, talk. you're good. I'll talk. Thank you. No, so anyway, I know I know you were talking about those pictures I was posting on Facebook and stuff of all those bull reds. Yeah, no, we, um, we went two weekends in a row down to Port O'Connor. Actually went with a buddy of mine, former or fellow, I don't want to say former because I don't think he's given it up completely, <coughs> but uh, fellow bass fisherman, Derek Kirkendall. Mm-hmm. He's a guide down in uh, Port O'Connor. And, yeah, he took us out in his big boat, and we went out there by the jetties, and, dude, we slammed the Bull Reds two weekends in a row. I what mean, was, it's what was stupid. The 
44 inches. God damn. Yeah. But all of them are over 32. Mm. Like, all of them are huge. Yeah, I mean, it's dumb. Have I think the first weekend, it was just my wife and I, and I think we had six doubles, us fighting them at the same time, because we caught twenty. We caught about 25 of them in about four hours. No, oh, so it was just back to back. It's just one after another yeah. after another. You hook that's them. The, that's the best. You hook them. You friggin' reel them in. You get them unhooked, take your pictures, and then you idle back over there. You find them again, and you drop down and friggin' catch them again. It was nuts, dude. But, yeah, Derek Kirkendall, uh, his guide service is Patriot Guide Service there in Port O'Connor. But, yeah, he's the real deal, which anybody that has bass fished in South Texas knows who Kirkendall is. I mean, he's a guy that weighed in the 15-pounder at Choke and Bass Champs back in the day. He's won three or four. I mean, when it comes to South Texas bass fishing, I would easily say – you know, everybody talks about all the, you know, you talk about the the Elroy Krugers and the Terry Odoms and the all the, I mean, Derek Kirkendall, his name's up there too. I would easily say he's top 10, mm. maybe top five of the the South Texas hammers, like the legends of, and, I mean, dude, he's won, God, God knows how many of those things he's won. I know he's won three or four of the Bash Champs tournaments, not counting Federation stuff and South Texas Five and all that. I mean, he's he's the real deal. Hell yeah, no second places on his wall. <laughs> no, no, I don't even think he puts them up there. Yeah, throws them in the back corner, puts them in a box. Yeah, those are in the box. <laughs> yeah, but no. So we went down there two weekends in a row and we jacked them up. So I know uh, August September the bull red fishing kind of sloughs off a little bit in August in the beginning of September, but then end of September, October, November, it starts hammering again. So anybody that wants to go down there and book a trip, they're going to have the friggin' time of your life. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I reached out to a guide, uh, Captain John, out there in uh, Louisiana in Grand Isle. Yeah. Bro, I can't afford that. I really, he said two grand for a two days. Yeah. Grand a day. So... It's good fishing. Though. No, it is. So, like, Derek, for one of his bull red trips, bull reds, he goes out. They also look for tarpon. Okay, okay. Because the tarpon this time of year come in real close to the jetties. Well, see, that's what I wanted. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I really kind of want to do that tarpon rodeo that they got down there in Grand Isle. They do it every yeah. year. Like, and that seems like it's legit. And it's all just tarpon. That's it. So, but it's so damn expensive, dude. Yeah, I know. It is. But I mean, like to book a trip with Derek, man, it's for for four people. Um, I want to say he's in the six fifty to seven hundred range. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you hook up with four buddies and you go down there. You know, seven hundred bucks. You tip them a hundred bucks. You know, it's two hundred bucks a man. But I mean, what's nice about it is the second Sunday we went down there from San Antonio here. It's only two and a half hours, dude. We did a day trip, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to be there early in the morning. Because the bull reds, you got you got to wait for the tide to start pulling real hard. So we didn't meet them at the dock till noon. Okay. So we left San Antonio at like nine o'clock, stopped and got breakfast. We got down there, fished till we fished from we got to Port O'Connor about noon, fished from one till about five thirty or so. Did we were home by eight eight thirty? We did it in a day. It wasn't no big deal at all. Yeah, That's badass. yeah so it, it keeps you from having to jack with lodging and especially being away from the kids overnight, stuff like that, you know, that too. I mean, but no, it was a lot of fun. I recommend it to anybody. 
anybody. And didn't you guys go on a hunting trip too? Prior to that? Oh yeah, that was back in June. Yeah. I took my wife to go shoot a big I axis deer. All kinds of shit. Well, that's because we don't have kids. <laughs> that's what it is dude. yeah every time Time's i post playing. every time i post a picture of buddy of mine chris that's the comment or the text i always get you can't hide money that's what he tells me all the time i'm like whatever bro whatever dude, I gotta, but you know i got two ar sitting in the closet brand new in the box dude haven't even modified them yet really took them out yeah, get on I'm getting ready for hunting season a little bit. We're actually going to the ranch this weekend to go put corn in all the feeders and stand up any deer blinds that have fallen over and all that stuff. So I'm not looking forward to that, though. It's going to be friggin' hot. Yeah. Well, you're looking forward to the season, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. See? There you go. I get you, to hunt. You do it all, dude. You yeah, I do. I do a lot. I mean, hunting, fishing, you know, I'll get to do it till about the end of December. Because then once the Bass Champ schedule comes out, then it's back on that again. Yeah. Isn't Dove, dove season coming out? Starts September 1st. Yeah, come on. Oh, I know. I love Dove hunting. I might do it. That's probably year. my favorite thing to do. Yeah? Hell yeah, dude. It's a social event. Well, do you go? Like, it ain't hunting. you go on the property or what? Sometimes. Yeah. But even if I get invited to go on a hunt, I'll pay. I don't care. Yeah. 125 150 bucks. But, dude, you go out there. You're with all your buddies. You ain't sitting in a blind being all quiet, you know, quiet, we hunting rabbits. Like, it ain't it ain't like that, dude. We're all sitting out there at the ranch, sitting on buckets, or you're sitting on your Yeti ice chest, drinking beer, shooting birds. I mean, it's just, you're talking. <laughs> we got the radio. Ain't nothing safer than shooting birds and drinking beer. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I mean, we got the radio going, you know. I mean, it's just a lot of fun. It's a social event. That's what I love about it. You know, it's like bass fishing. How much is how much is it like the license? Was it license tag? So in Texas, you can get your. I think the super combo now is seventy four dollars, hmm. but that's all your hunting licenses and all your fishing licenses, including your saltwater stamp, your duck stamp. That's everything. Seventy four bucks. No, not really. Hmm. Well, I know what I'm going to do this year. There you go. I'm going to tap into my white side. <laughs> <laughs> Leave, leave the brown side behind a little bit. Tap into the white side. I tell you what. Jeez. I'm sorry. No, but I, yeah, man, it, it, it's, it's just outdoor stuff, dude. Yeah. I like it. I want to do it this year. I want to go dove hunting. Yeah. I really do. Don't know how to clean them, but I know how to shoot them. Yeah. Well, like our mutual friend Dallas, he goes dove hunting a bunch. Yeah. Well, because he's a home builder. Mm. So, so all the friggin', all his people he buys stuff from mm -hmm. oh hey man we booked this dove hunt for y'all hey we booked this dove hunt for y'all you know all of those guys well tap into dallas <laughs> yeah that's right that's right hey you could probably pass for a framer or something yeah right yeah i'm dark enough well what do you think i'm dark enough to pass for a framer actually Plumber, you, you ain't skinny enough to be a oh, framer hvac hvac's where it's at hvac's where it's at that's right dude that's right HVAC guy. Dude, speaking, Dallas, of, Dallas H, HVAC guy. speaking of HVAC, dude, I was I watched a couple of uh, the guy's videos. Fernando. Fernando that we had on here a couple yeah. months ago. He's crazy, dude. He gets jacked up. He dude. gets friggin' jacked. He puts you in a mood, dude. No doubt. Like yeah. I, I, I like that enthusiasm. It's 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 contagious. Bro, there, there's been so many times where I remember one time I caught an eight pounder. 
Well, actually, that time on on Amistad with the double up that I had, and I almost I almost fell in the water because I was jumping around so much. <laughs> I hit the gun on my leg, and I almost <laughs> fell in the damn water, dude. And Eddie was there. He's like, "Dude, chill out," because I, I there was no stopping me, dude. I was just searching. Well, yeah, I mean, but you caught what an eight and a two back to back. Yeah, more like two and a quarter. Yeah, I mean, no, it was the same cast. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a super spook. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Hmm. The small one had it right, and then the large one came up with its mouth open. Looked at, looked like my wife, dude. Just tell you what, just came up right behind it and choked the spook too. Come on. You think he was trying to eat the spook, or you think he was trying to eat the I fish? I think he was trying to eat the fish. To be honest with you, to be real, but he got the spook. It's either that or they were trying to fight over it, one or the other. But they were dead, and they were clean too. They were clean hooks. They wasn't like stuck in the side. Both both had them in the mouth. You know, I've heard about stories like that from the guys up north hmm. that like fish for the small mouth and stuff. How aggressive they get! Like when you hook one of them, and all the other ones are literally trying to take it from them. Yeah. Well, I've, I've had swim baits, like glide baits and stuff like that. I have followers come up and like to get them to react. I'll do like a figure eight really fast. But you'll see like three or like four. Like musky fishing? Yeah, like musky fishing, dude. Like you'll see them though attack all at once. Really? Yeah. Hey, it's speaking of speaking of swim baits though, we had a guy that was gonna be on last week and we had to rearrange some schedule stuff, but he's because he's getting yeah. ready for is there in there some big swim bait yeah. deal get about to go down? There's gonna be a swim bait gathering that's gonna happen for swim bait universe. So he, uh, Mike Evan House of Hill Country Swim Baits, he's gonna be on next week. But he was actually supposed to be on this last week, but he's busy. He's making baits. I mean, it's it's crazy ridiculous. And every time he goes to the gatherings, he sells out within like 10 minutes. So what is a swim bait gathering? Just basically all the swim I feel like I'm I feel like I'm left out of the fishing because, I mean, nobody has Carolina rig gatherings. I'd well, go. Yeah. I'd go. You'd see nothing but geriatrics, dude. Just, just, like, just like And first place plaques. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh. Right, you're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like it's just all swim baiters, dude. Pretty much. And it, where is it? It's on. I don't even know, man. Where is like, it this year? I don't know. I know they had one up in Fork. Yeah. Like a while ago. Um, I mean, because I kind of figured that would that would have to be something that would go down in Houston or Dallas. Yeah, it was up in Dallas this last one. I can look it up. Talk into the mic. I'm sorry, I'm not talking into the mic. It's big enough, dude. I feel like I'm about to. Suck it. Sorry. <laughs> Super offhand tonight. There's some deals on here right now. Holy shit. If you guys aren't on Swimbait Universe, go check it out. There's a lot of deals right now. Not to mention. But anyways. But the Swimbait Universe deal, so this is, is it mostly local guys? Is this like underground, like black market? No, it's like Swimbait Universe is like all over the country. Really? It's huge, dude. I don't know if you know this, but like swim bait, the whole swim bait craze. Well, I know about the whole huge. Now. Yeah, I mean the whole like cult like following with yeah. all the expensive baits and all that. So it's it, it's just getting ridiculous. And yeah, uh, Mike he started. He was actually on. He was an episode on the old podcast, and he started. You know, he did, he has a full time job, and then he has the, the swim baits on the side. So his swim from seeing him starting out as nothing. To watching him grow, that's badass. Like, cause now when he does a drop, I think he might have only like one left over. 
Right. And he's doing drops. I, I, I mean, I hope he corrects me if I'm wrong. I think it's like 75 baits at once he'll drop. And he'll only have one left over. And they're not cheap baits. They're $125, $150 baits. You know? Dude, that is crazy. And it's within like 15 minutes. Sold out. Well, I know. Uh, and is it is like Swimbait Universe? Is that like a is that like a website or it's is a page it on a, Facebook? It's a page on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. So so, so a lot of the guys world. will get on there and drop stuff. Oh yeah, they all all the time. You'll see like you know buy baits, use baits. The guys only use one or two times. There's some guys that, to be honest with you, they like they just like to collect them. And really, don't them. even use them. They don't even use them. Just hang them on the wall. Like I've heard people throwing crazy money at those, like mm-hmm. the old original huds. Oh yeah, dude. Like you can, like now, if you find like the ones. stuff from back like in 07, 08, like yeah. when Velvic and Skeet Reese and oh, all those guys were yeah. Kennedy. I remember. I don't know if I told you this or not. So it was it was when I first got my first boat, the old Tidecraft, oldie Goldie, right? And I took my dad fishing with me, and my dad's an old school fisherman. Uh, we go to Castaic Lake in Southern California. We're on the bank, and it was a low that year. Super low. We're cruising the bank. He looks over, and he's like, hey, get that bait right there. And I was like, okay, you know, like, whatever. I look at it. Hooks are all rusted out. Harness is all rusted out, right? I was like, whatever. Threw it in the live well. Never even looked in it. I sold it, right? When I sold the boat, I was in the live well still. I sold it to a guy in Sacramento. He drove all the way to Southern Cal to get it, like a six-hour trip. Looks in the live well and he's like, "Hey, bro, do you want your bait?" And I was like, "Nah, man. You, can, you know, it's all rusted anyways. You can keep it." You know, me at the time haven't really gotten to swim baiting. Still really kind of, kind of fresh, kind of green. And I remember the bait. So then once I got into swim baiting and the whole craze and started doing it right, got really deep into it. It was an MS Slammer, and that bait's like a hundred. It was like a hundred and sixty dollars, hundred seventy dollars. And all I kind of did was just did the, redo the harness and put new hooks. Hmm. Yeah, felt like a straight up dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is cool though. I mean, because I do know the swim bait game is so huge. Like I said, I don't own any. I mean, I own a couple of like the Ospreys and stuff, the big line through swim yeah. baits, because we do throw them at Amistad every now and then, you know. But like, yeah, it's just it's like a it's a whole culture. Yeah. Like, and I, and I don't even know if those guys do anything else. Most of them don't, and honestly, that's how I that's how I was at one point, where I didn't care. Like I was going to Medina, I was only had a swim bait, to be honest. Hmm. And then like maybe, maybe an hour and a half, two hours at the end, I would just pick up a drop shot. But I would imagine most of those guys that are like that, they are, they're probably not hardcore tournament fishermen. Some are. I mean, I'm sure there. I'm yeah. sure there's a handful that are, but I mean, for the most part, if you've got that mindset of going out there and throwing a glide bait or a big swim bait all day to catch one eight pounder, I mean, you know, you're not going to be competitive in a tournament right. situation doing that. Well, so. see, like that was when I when I started with the club, and I was like, oh shit, now I gotta like, I gotta catch five good ones, you know? yeah, like, not just one good one. So now, I'm yeah. Like, Put it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> put them all in the box. They're all in one box now. Yeah. And then you know, try to figure it out. But in all reality, you can use swim baits as a, a search bait, a drawing power bait. Well, I know you hear about a lot of the guy, a lot of the pros and stuff use them a lot during practice, mm-hmm. because like if they're on a lake like like Lake Hartwell mm-hmm. that has a ton of docks and stuff on it, 
they'll go throw that swim bait or that glide bait around them docks because a lot of times them big fish will poke their head out and you can see them. And then they'll mark those docks on their GPS and then go back during the tournament and skip a wacky rig or flip a jig under there or something and try to catch them. Yeah, and then for the guys that are listening to you, like always make sure you have that follow-up bait, whether it be a Sanko spinner bait. I like to throw a spinner bait or even a smaller soft plastic swim bait. Just to throw it in there after. Just follow up with like a regular, like a like yeah. a rage tail swimmer or a little yeah. paddle tail or something. Yeah, because I mean, you already got them drawed out, and maybe maybe the, the glide you're using is too big. You know, some of these swim baits and glide baits are huge. Yeah, like look at the depth two fifty right there. You know, that's just about the size of this mic. So Dude, it looks wheel, it looks like you know? it looks like a like a rainbow trout they'd serve you on a plate at a restaurant. Oh, and that's another thing too is like. Just because we're in Texas doesn't mean you don't throw rainbow trout. No, because they're genetically, like, programmed yeah. to eat trout. Exactly. It's weird. Trout's your trout. Well, come on. <laughs> Mike Trout. <laughs> Mike Trout? <laughs> baseball? Mike Trout? Speaking of baseball. Baseball? Speaking of baseball. I know my Astros got Verlander back. Yes. Mm. My Dodgers are making a run at it. Are they? One sec. That's good. Dude, what are the odds, dude? Verlander goes to Houston and Scherzer, whatever his name is, goes to the Rangers. Yep. Hmm. But it's going to be good. I can't wait. I think so. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to figure out. So, like, I've been an Astros fan since I was a kid. Has nothing to do with living in Texas, actually. It just worked out like that. Hmm. So, the actual, the reason I'm an Astros fan is because – my first ever little league team I played for, we were the Astros. So naturally, we were the Astros, and I was, I was a big kid. All well, I'm still big now, but I was a big kid growing up. So like, I always played the, the big positions. I played first base. I pitched. I played third base. I played catcher. Nothing that involved a lot of running. <laughs> you know, I mean that was, you know, all that. You know. Just I hit bombs, dude. Yeah. Just like you know, <laughs> I just yeah, I'm just gonna trot around these bases here because I mean, power hitting. Yes, yes, kind of like what's his name from the Sandlot? Yeah, exactly. The catcher. Yeah. That's right. But anyway, so I was an Astros fan. Well, back then, little league. That was when the Astros had like Bagwell was the first baseman. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, dude, back when they were like playoff contingent. Yeah, they they. So back then they were probably a lot like the Spurs, mm-hmm. you know, always in the hunt but never won. You know, they you're were. Gonna they, a lot of people off there. Dude, I'm a Spurs fan, bro. But I'm just saying, like, like I'm talking pre Big Three. Right. I'm talking about when it was just Robinson, Avery Johnson. You know, before Duncan. Mm-hmm. Back then in the '90s, the Spurs were always good, but they never won. I mean, yeah, they were a playoff team first maybe go second round but then they were out you know it was they were they were just one of those teams and yeah so that's how i became an astros fan and i've just kind of been one ever since yeah the same thing with the a's when i started out yeah and then my dad's family was the dodgers yeah you know so i got tired of the rebuilds for the a's and then <laughs> switched dude you got tired of Moneyball? yeah i got i got fucking tired of it dude so i'm over it went to the dodgers i always watch the dodgers anyways because my dad yeah absolutely so. No, I'm happier. What about you, Will? What? You a ball fan? fan? I like the Astros. You like the Astros? So I'm talking about. Only watch it during like playoff time. Okay, he doesn't count. Me and Altuve, dude. You and Altuve. Dude, I love that little guy, dude. 
So uh, we're getting way off track tonight, but yeah, but who cares? Yeah, Texas Rangers that rookie they got or whatever, Jung. Oh yeah, Jung. Oh really? So is he from down here? Really? Oh, makes sense. Makes sense. Roosevelt don't play no baseball, dude. (laughs) Back in the day, yeah. Yeah, back in the day, but not recently. They did win a state title in basketball. Guy hit a half-court shot. shot. No, that wasn't Roosevelt. That was John Jay. John Jay. The west side? In the west side, over off Marbach Road, dude. I think it was John Jay. Yeah, dude. I don't know if it was the 90s or 2000s. It might have been the 2000s. might have been a little later than that because I graduated in 04. But, yeah, no, they won the state title. He hit a – yeah, I know. Dude, the guy hit a half-court shot. Hit a half court shot to win. At the buzzer? At the buzzer, yeah, dude. State football Who did Roosevelt? Yeah. My sophomore year at Taft, we went to the state finals. We lost. That was a joke. <laughs> what? Well, so like Did you play at all? What, football? Yeah. Yeah, I played center and nose guard. Yeah. Tried to play soccer. Just... <laughs> oh, well. They kicked me off the team. I was too fast. <laughs> Oh shit! But no, we uh, that that was so we had our state final game was at Alamo Stadium, huh. right here in San Antonio. We played the Mesquite Skeeters. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a hell of a name. Yeah, man. well, it's a big school up east of Dallas, okay. and they're legit. Oh, they're all corn fed. Yeah. City so we had a running back named Robert Merrill. He ended up playing at TCU. He was unbelievable. So we made it all the way to the to the state finals. We beat Smithson Valley here. We beat Judson. We beat Katie out of Houston. So we go to the state finals and it is pouring down rain the whole first half. And we're up 13 to zero at halftime. Well, the Mesquite Skeeters were friggin' spread offense. They had two wide receivers that were six, six and six, eight. And our poor little defensive backs in San Antonio here, little Hispanic dudes, five, eight, five, nine, well, when it's pouring down rain in the first half, they can't throw the football. They quit raining at halftime, and they came back and beat us, 14-13. Oh. But it was like one of those deals. Dude, the guy would just run down the field, stop and turn around, and just reach up and catch the ball. Dude, I mean, you can't – yeah, it's unfair advantage, you know? Pat your guy on the head. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> good good try. Good try. That's so, yeah, no, but it was uh, – yeah, just, you know, whatever. It's good to hear about the Uncle Rico stories. Dude, I love Uncle Rico, dude, bro. I'm telling you, dude, it's good to go back. Yeah, no, but I played I played sports growing up, but, I mean, football, basketball, baseball. By the time I got to high school, I only played football my freshman year. Nope, I didn't even play my freshman year. By the time I got to high school, I, I was a golfer. I played golf. Yeah. And I figured that was my best chance to get a scholarship. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, I liked golf. I told Gage, I was like, you need to be a fisherman. Yeah. Get a scholarship now everywhere, dude. Mm-hmm. So, especially at big schools, too. Yeah. Clemson, Alabama. Yeah, Auburn. Yeah. Like, it's it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Well, are you good? I'm good. Dude, I'm good. I'm glad we had a little throwdown session. It was good, dude. Got a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. Got some new mics. I feel like a DJ. Josh looks like a Kelly roll. I know. You know? Will's over here drinking Jim Beam with me now. Nah. Yeah. Will's got some good stuff going on here at the store, though. I do like the the remodel. I do. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you guys haven't been to the store, come in and check this shit out. Yes, for it's real. Legit. It's legit. It really is. And if you're not going, to, like, if he doesn't have it, he'll get it. He's like the plug. The plug for bait. If you don't know what the plug is, you're too damn old. Well, one of the things, one of the things that we talk about, and we talk about it off air a lot, especially with Will, and we were talking about it even earlier with guys in the club and stuff like that. The one thing I noticed from all local business owners, in all reality, all they want is a chance. Yeah. All they want is a shot. Guys like Will, I mean, he just appreciates the phone call. Like, if, if there's a specific bait you're looking for, like, I'm just going to use... I'm going to use a chatterbait, jackhammer, right, in a specific color. Hey, I'm looking for a half-ounce green pumpkin uh, jackhammer. Guys like Will, local guys, dude, just pick up the phone and make a call. Hey, Will, I'm getting ready to order from Tackle Warehouse, but if you got it or you can get it by this time, I'd gladly buy it from you. Just give them a chance. That's all. And if everybody just took that mentality, shopping local would go through the roof. It'd go crazy. Well, see, and well, that's what sucks because the disconnect. Well, and because because most local owners, like even Will, Will and I've had this conversation. He understands. Will doesn't have two hundred thousand dollars in inventory. I mean, he's trying to get there. That's the ultimate goal. So he understands that he's not going to have every single thing that everybody wants. But just as long as people know that he can get it, and it just takes a phone call or a text message or shoot him a message on Facebook. You know, they they just appreciate the opportunity. Just give me a shot. And if it works, great. If not, I'll get you on the next one. You slide, know, slide into the DM. That's right. That's all it takes. That's slide right. Slide right in. Right in. I'm already in there. <laughs> already in there. He's actually Will subscribes to me. Oh really? He yeah. follows you. Yeah. He subscribes only, to you. Only fans, fans only. And feet finders. Fish only. <laughs> Fish only. There you go, dude. Starting it. Oh my. Fish God. around and find we gotta, out. We gotta license that. Fish around and find out. Myself with this mic. That's right. All right, everybody. Well, we appreciate you uh, hanging on with us for one more week for an hour, but we'll get back next week. We're going to have uh, Hill Country Swim Baits with us. What's his name? Mike Evanhouse. Mike Evanhouse, Hill Country Swim Baits. He'll be with us next week. So y'all tune in and look forward to seeing y'all next week. Later, guys. Later.